Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Welcome back to campus. I guess it hasn't been that long, but um, exciting day, uh, you know, just for our football program. Exciting day for these uh, these guys that have signed with us. Um, it's a long old process, and I know you guys, let many of you in this room follow us uh, very closely and, and know about that. And I guess I want to thank you for all the coverage of our team and, you know, all year long. And, uh, you know, it's still continuing. The journey's still going on. But, um, you know, just uh, appreciate appreciate all the coverage of our program. Um, and uh, just these guys that are joining our football family, uh, we're so excited. I think it's a combination of, of just bringing in elite talent. Um, I think the athleticism, there are some things that we were focused on, especially with certain positions. Um, might be length at some positions, uh, athleticism, production. Um, you know, guys who maybe can get on the field uh, sooner than later. Uh, just with graduation and, and some things there. But um, just, uh, you know, I know everyone's going to say it, but I just love the character and the, 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 uh, the, the support systems because it's not just always families, it's coaches uh, that are around these guys that uh, have made them who they are. And so um, excited about uh, what the relationships have been that have grown through, you know, the recruiting process over the last year or two years in some cases. Um, and, uh, you know, just going to these guys' houses the, the last uh, couple of weeks, um, it's just it's fun because, uh, you know, you can tell that they're all in uh, with, you know, what we're doing. And a lot of these guys, most of them were committed. I guess you got the transfers, a couple that were late here, but most of them were committed this summer when, you know, we weren't 13-0 at that time. And, you know, the year you're – kind of trying to figure out exactly what the conference alignment might be and a little bit of limbo and some questions that were getting asked at that time. So um, these guys, uh, for the most part, that committed to us and, and now signed, um, you know, they took us and trusted us, uh, took us for where we were at and what we were all about and, and uh, wanted to be a part of the football family here. And so uh, they're going to certainly make our, our program strong. Um, you know, before I say much about the, the guys, and I know you guys have a lot of questions, I uh, just got to thank our staff. Uh, now our general manager was our director of player personnel, Courtney Morgan. Um, you know, that, uh, that guy, man, he just he pulls it all together, and he's got a staff that just works uh, tirelessly. Um, Courtney just, uh, you know, you trust, uh, you know, your whole staff, but, you know, Courtney is the uh, evaluator and just kind of pulling, you know, the, the coaches and the – and the prospects all together, just um, he does a phenomenal job. I can't say enough about him. And uh, he's a pleasure to work with every day. Uh, he's just he's a relationship builder with the, the prospects as well as just, you know, managing his own staff. But uh, the whole staff from organizing, you know, unofficial visits that happen almost year round, right? There's dead periods, but official visits, uh, coordinating travel, making sure 
just everyone's on the same page with our staff, um, you know, keeping the boards in line and, and organized there. Uh, it's endless, you know, what happens. And obviously the, they're part of the, the relationship piece and selling our, our culture and our program as well. So um, you can go on and on, right? There's academic pieces to this as far as uh, the importance that uh, you know, our academic staff play as well um, in making these guys feel like, hey, this is uh, not just a football piece. Uh, there's an academic piece as well. Um, our coaching staff uh, just always evaluating our own roster, understanding how we got to work uh, together to continue to upgrade and, and sometimes fill holes. Uh, sometimes it's that. And uh, just working together, a united effort uh, to, you know, not just recruit your position or just your side of the ball. Um, it's everyone. And I think that's uh, unique still, or unique maybe more these days. Um, you know, there is a lot of positional recruiting, but uh, there is a unified effort um, that starts with territories that we each have, so, or each coach has. Um, but it's fun, been, fun watching the, the development of the 2024s. I think trusting our evaluation uh, early in the process, um, I think it can be seen just in how even these guys that are coming in have grown from last year to this year and still have even a higher ceiling uh, when you think about what's going to happen here at the college level. So I'm um, excited about about these guys uh, in terms of, you know, what is yet to come. And most of these guys have by far um, their best football ahead of them, especially once they get in our strength and conditioning program and, and development as a whole in our program. Um, just uh, as far as uh, the recruiting class, we have um, some guys that I know that uh, we're not still able to release at this point, um, anticipate uh, a couple, um, whether it be transfers or high school, prospects in the in the days to come um, just kind of working through from a compliance end some things that uh, you know we can't release them yet uh, a lot of it has to do with just signing and stuff but uh, um, 15 high school players right now at this time and uh, four transfers that are we able to release right now so um, you know we have 13 we knew it would be a small class uh, smaller class I think last year we were under 20 or at 20 19 or 20 uh, high school guys, and we knew it would probably be just a touch under that, uh, depending on, you know, who, as the season went along, well, we felt would going to probably maybe move on to the NFL and, and uh, maybe some attrition. There's always going to be a little bit of that. So, um, but with only 13 seniors in the class, uh, we knew it would be a little bit smaller. And, uh, you know, I feel really good about the combination of high school guys and portal um, you know, ads that we've had. And uh, like I said, there'll probably be a couple more yet in the, in the days, maybe even the weeks to come yet before, um, before we hit the, hit the school time there. So with uh, January and the winter quarter. So, um, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll go through guys, uh, you know, here just real briefly, probably more by position, um, just offensive line. There's two, uh, you know, Pocky and, and David um, Pocky, you know, just was our first commitment. That's probably the thing I will say about him, just buying into everything we had and in and, and, and the program here. And um, just, uh, I mean, God can go on and on about how explosive he is, how he stays attached, uh, you know, at the line of scrimmage. Uh, he just gets off the football. Um, just a real athlete and then got a frame to build into, um, just put some good weight on. And uh, just an amazing young, young man. Um, been really fun seeing him buy into what uh, Troy Fatanu. I think he got to know him a little bit over the course of the winter and the spring. And, uh, 
you know, really kind of looked at him as, as a guy that, you know what, I, I can be that guy. And uh, I really like his personality too, you know. And so, um, you know, credit our players always, right, because they're as good of a recruiter uh, on our staff uh, when people see our culture, when people see, you know, just what our locker room looks like, um, what from, from a, you know, player standpoint. Um, and this is a situation where I think uh, Pocky really saw what our offensive line you know, um, personality was, uh, you know, how those guys got along. And uh, he got a lot of time to just really kind of get a feel for that. So David, uh, David comes to us uh, from Clovis North High School. That's uh, just down the street from where I actually lived not long ago. Um, and, uh, you know, things happen for a reason. And, you know, he was a kind of a late comer in the process for us. Uh, but once we saw him and really, you know, the guy just blew us away. Uh, there was a couple recommendations as we were kind of uh, kind of feeling out what he was all about early, uh, watching his film um, that came unsolicited. Uh, as far as you know, just throwing recommendations out there. Really, no ties to the program. Just uh, you know, coaches that uh, he was playing against that were like, man, this guy's the real deal. And uh, you know, he's a big frame. He's a big, massive human that. Uh, you know, guys, a quick first step and uh, just an amazing family, amazing person. Um, he loves ball. Uh, he's just, you know, explosive, moving people. Uh, just love everything that David and brings. And, um, you know, again, we had probably some other guys early in the process. Uh, but like I said, I think uh, things work out the way they're supposed to. And we're certainly glad David uh, is with us. Uh, wide receiver, we have two right now to, to release um, and talk about. And that's... Uh, Justice Williams and uh, Jason Robinson, um, uh, both explosive, but different styles, right? Uh, Justice, big, tall, um, massive, uh, I mean, receiver, just, you know, going over the top, running around behind still with his speed, round, round guys with his speed. Um, his dad uh, was a, you know, NFL football player, uh, with the, had won a Super Bowl with the Rams there, um, still tied into to things there, just an awesome family, both you know, parents, uh, athletes, um, got great bloodlines for sure. Uh, but he, uh, you know, is just so gifted um, just with what he does, uh, you know, with the ball in his hands and just how, how smooth he is. Uh, I'm super excited about what he brings to the table here. And, and it's a big receiver, a big, uh, uh, you know, um, and I think he's really just scratching the surface. I think he's just really, you know, wasn't like a big seven on seven guy. Um, you know, through all of these years. And so I think there's just a lot of potential that he has. Uh, Jason Robinson, um, just a great route runner, truly. I mean, he just loves ball uh, and eats, sleeps, and breathes it. Uh, he made his announcement, what I remember, uh, you know, one of the things that was really cool is he made his announcement at one of our dinners here on campus. Um, was one of the first commits over that weekend and uh, made it publicly, had a well-written speech, just so impressive that way as a, as a person. Um, and just has really been really cool to get to know him and his family as well. But um, just two explosive guys uh, in different little different ways. Uh, run after catch for Jason and uh, getting the ball in his hands. Uh, he's a huge threat as well. So Decker DeGraff, our tight end, um, just a terrific, terrific receiving tight end. Um, he'll be a guy that can play with his hand down, very comfortable out in space. Um, you know, he can catch the fade balls. He'd go over the middle. He's really tough. Um, posted some really huge numbers. Uh, you know, it was almost right at 1,000 yards, I think 990-some yards there, uh, double-digit touchdowns. 
And so uh, just in one year. And so uh, a guy that's used to being super productive, um, very just, you know, consistent, you know, week in and week out, had a coach um, even this year in December, well, well after, you know, the commitments and all that happened. Uh, they didn't, he didn't say in, in certain words that he underestimated what he could do, but he just talked about how big of a deal this, you know, how big of a deal Decker was to the entire team. And so um, just a, imposing, you know, his will and just uh, helping lead his team, I think, is something that you can see when you watch Decker Decker's film week in and week out um, this season. And then Demarcus Davis, uh, Marmar, um, had a chance with camps and everything to just see uh, see him up close early in the process and really just really attracted to what uh, he did. Um, he's got, you know, all the measurables from a height, um, being able to run, um, move the move uh, around with his feet, uh, extend plays that way. I love what he does with his, his arm strength, uh, his arm talent, his accuracy. Again, we've got a chance to see him, you know, up close uh, with, with camps and so forth. Um, I think he brings a leadership value. Um, he's, he's a little more quiet right now, but I know I can see it in him at times uh, as he led his team throughout the year where he, he continued to uh, even develop as a leader there. And so I know getting here and as you grow um, and become older and, you know, I've seen even guys in our program right now and how they've raised their game uh, in being a vocal leader. So uh, just really excited about what the future is with our quarterback uh, position. Um, and, you know, he's obviously attracted to us with what has happened and, and what our tradition is of being quarterback driven and quarterback led, whether it be statistically or just uh, as that guy, you know, in our football team. Moving over to the defensive side, we have four, and I'm just going to kind of put them all together, but four defensive linemen. That includes the two edges, two interior guys, um, um, Omar and, and Mana, uh, the interior guys, and Noah and Kiona uh, are the, uh, the edges. Um, I just feel like moving into the Big Ten, these are the type of guys you absolutely want on, your, on the football field and want to be recruiting. Um, explosive edges, uh, length with Noah and Kiona. Um, Noah, I mean, you see his film, you're seeing him punt returns for, you're seeing return punts for touchdowns, catching fades as a wide receiver, um, elite athlete um, all around. I mean, he uses his hands well. Uh, and again, because he's doing all these things in different ways for his football team, I just think there's so much growth that he has just in the technical piece, uh, learning the edge position. Um, but man, he's a, uh, He's a, he was voted, you know, defensive player or um, selected as uh, the defensive player of the year in the state uh, there in Arizona. Kiona, also from Arizona, there, just extreme length, you know, uh, just a motor that doesn't stop, uh, just getting after people and plays physical. Uh, and you know, his frame when you see him walk in the door, you're just going to be like, wow, this is a guy that you know gets one one season here. Uh, in the weight room, um, you know, I think both these guys are guys that can can do some things and helping us out, uh, you know, here sooner than later in their careers. So I'm excited, extremely excited about, you know, both of those guys um, at the edge position. And then, you know, Mata, um, length, uh, just his change of direction uh, as a big guy uh, already, you know, with some good weight on him. Um, just I think the sky's the limit for him. Uh, just a, such a likable personality, kind of this, this uh, guy that uh, you love hanging around, but when you get on the football field, he's just got a nastiness to him uh, that you love. And so uh, really, really feel good about 
you know, what he's going to do for us, uh, putting on that weight that you need and, and continue to grow and, and be that, that player that can hold down the line of scrimmage there, uh, moving on into the, into the Big Ten. Omar Khan is, is just physically, I mean, just, you know, you, you go around and you, you give him a pat on the back and you just, you can feel the development of him and how strong he is already. Um, you know, just when he comes off the line of scrimmage, I mean, he's hitting you in the mouth. And so uh, packs a punch there, just really great kid, just great family, um, excited about, you know, all these guys. And again, I brought up their families, but uh, these, you know, Omar certainly uh, has had great support back home. And, uh, you know, you talk to, talk to him every time and he's got that, that excitement to him, that energy to him. Um, I, I know that that's going to only feed and be contagious to the rest of our football team. Um, the defensive backfield, I think the priority there, just some length. And uh, for between Peyton Waters and Josh Lair and, and Paul Minke, uh probably more at the safety position. Uh, you know, that could be the, the safeties, that could be, you know, the, the, the nickel, the husky position. And those guys, if you've seen them, they're kind of all guys that can play different spots. But I think you got great length in all of them. Um, you, got some, you got some guys like uh, Peyton. And uh, Peyton, in particular, can do the kickoff returns, punt return. I mean, he's scoring touchdowns in a lot of different ways for his football team down here, just the down in California. And, um, you know, just a, 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 lot, a lot of similarities, I think, between personalities, just consistent performances week in and week out between Peyton, uh, Josh, and Paul. Josh, you know, just a missile uh, coming downhill, uh, anticipates, uh, you know, loves to come down and attack, uh, not just – you know, the passing game, but uh, the line of scrimmage and makes a lot of plays in the backfield. Paul Minky uh, sitting there roaming the secondary just on his, you know, film and the things we've seen from him um, really has that, that that he can kind of see where the quarterback's going and anticipate, um, get those first steps, and he can really run. I just love the way all these guys can move, but, uh, you know, there's been some times where I've seen him just, like, track that guys down that you never thought were going to be possible. So, um uh, Paul was a late add to us, a guy that, uh, you know, uh, we went through the process with and just stayed the course. Um, he's got a, some local family ties uh, as far as mom and dad that uh, uh, grew up and, and went through even college years here in uh, the Washington, uh, the state of Washington. So um, excited about all these guys. Uh, and then Elias Johnson just down the road here and uh, coming in as, as a corner uh, brings length uh, just – you know, getting some things even in the return game where he shows out and, and is explosive that way. So um, all those guys, a collective whole, just really excited about uh, what, what they what they can do in the secondary. Uh, I think they're exactly what you're looking for. Uh, linebacker, um, Kamari House, coming from um, a great program there, just extremely athletic, uh, has, has played at a high level against great talent um, for – you know, really his entire career and uh, comes from, you know, like I said, come from a winning, winning culture. I think there's something to that um, guy that, you know, I think just uh, I bring up the energy a couple times with these guys. I think that's what he is, bringing great positivity, bringing great energy, um, and will add to our culture uh, just from his experiences and where he comes from as far as being, you know, in a program there that uh, that's used to winning. So um, flies around and makes a lot of plays. So I'm thinking I got through all 15. I tried to summarize. I got, got them all, didn't I? Two, four, five, six, yeah. 
And then we got four transfers um, that we can announce right now. Uh, Will Rogers at quarterback coming from Mississippi State. Uh, highly productive, over 12,000 yards passing, uh, which is, I think he's had over 1,000 completions, which is the most ever, I think, in SEC history. Um, and so just a guy that knows, knows the game, um, isn't going to walk into a stadium and be overwhelmed by anything. Um, you know, extremely accurate as a passer. Uh, I think very heady, uh, just, you know, really a team guy, um, just contacts and the people that we've talked with, understanding what type of leadership he'll bring to our football team and just being consistent and not just what his play is on the field, but who he is as a person. Um, Drew has a party uh, coming from San Diego State offensive line, just a big, big man that moves extremely well. And uh, I can't wait to have him here this offseason and, uh, you know, being able to just grow in our program and uh, work with Coach Huff and the offensive line there. Uh, just he's going to fit in really well as a, as a person um, as well as a, a player um, and the need there with, you know, some some uh, with Troy, you know, moving on for sure and, uh, and at the tackles position there. So uh, really excited about Drew. Uh, he just really gelled. Um, we loved him from the get-go when we saw his film. Ethan Barr, two-time team captain there at Vanderbilt. I think that says a lot about who you are when you're a captain. Um, just a big, long, long uh, linebacker uh, with a couple guys now graduating our program. Uh, we felt the need to bring in one there that uh, can help us. Um, and he's an upperclassman, a uh, lot of experience there. Uh, just, uh, just really consistent, um, but stable guy that uh, you know we're we're excited about. Uh, you know, personality-wise too, just felt like he fit who we are and, and what we're looking for. A hard worker there, and then Sebastian Valdez uh, from Montana State, interior defensive tackle, um, and just with uh, some guys uh, graduating there and, and uh, being done, um, Thule and you know so forth. Just excited about what he can, what uh, Sebastian's. Uh, role can be and, and we need him to step on the football field and, and be an impact player for us right away. Um, he understands that and was excited about that challenge, that opportunity, um, you know, all conference performer there. Um, and, and that's great football that they play there. I'm very familiar with it and um, just excited about uh, what he'll do, um, you know, ready to attack and, and go get it. And so um, he felt like it was a great fit and so did we. So. Um, a lot more I can share. I know you guys probably have particular questions. I'm certainly open to any questions you might have. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, 
It's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. How many more people do you expect uh, before this is done? Uh, I don't know exactly. I mean, I think a combination of uh, the high school and the, ju- and the junior uh, transfer portal, um, a few. You know, I wouldn't expect it to be more than five, but, you know, we have a few more slots that um, we, we would, ha- would hope to fill and a few more that I think, you know, anticipate to be filled and be able to announce. When you say possibly five, do you have a sense of, Guys, leaving Spain because obviously the numbers are in flux and it's hard. Yeah. But like, is that going to continue to evolve as you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it is, and and I think what you're hitting on uh, with it, it's hard to know. Um, you know, with our season where it's at, and uh, just the the you know, this isn't just any normal bowl game, right? We're playing in a Final Four, and I think you guys all understand that. Um, it's hard to hard to know for sure, uh, but. You know, we feel we got a few spots left um, that we can that we can fill, um, and so um, that space right there is kind of what we're working with, and we'll continue to, you know, be fluid. Uh, the one thing that I guess is a plus, even though we do start school very quickly here at the beginning of January, we do have opportunities to bring some guys in, you know, for the spring quarter too, and so. Um, you know, I think they'll probably have to be some of that and adjusting. Uh, being flexible uh, as that evolves within our program uh, as our season in, comes to an end, you know, here in the first couple of weeks in January. When you brought Michael Panix in from the portal, I mean, you made clear that was going to be a, an equal competition through the spring and through the fall. What's the message to, to Will Rogers coming in and how do you go about handling reps with, with him? Sure. Yeah, I mean, I think first of all, um, you know, I just want to say, I mean, Austin Mack has been amazing this year. I mean, he's been everything and then some of what we um, had hoped for and expected. Uh, the guy is going to play some big-time ball for us here in this program. And uh, he had just a great fall, um, got a lot of reps even in team sessions, uh, wasn't just hanging out with the scout, t- scout team, you know. Uh, he was with us and – you can just see what he's capable of, and so super excited about him. I think anytime, um, I think, and even even uh, Will coming in, I mean, he just knows you got to you got to be on top of your game. Uh, we're going to play the best guy always, and obviously his experience and all that. Uh, there's a reason why we're bringing him in too, you know. But um, college football, I mean, it's always competitive, and you know he's going to have to have a chance to learn the offense, and and it won't happen overnight. And him gel with the with the skill guys, uh, you know, the offensive line and so forth. So um, it doesn't happen just uh, with a snap of a finger. So, you know, we're certainly looking forward to working through the process with him this spring. Um, But I know he's ready and eager to work. And um, his experience, uh, you know, being competitive and taking over a job. And and he's not been the only quarterback in that program. You know, there's other guys that were always trying to knock him off. But uh, he's put in some really good years there. And, uh, you know, super competitive and uh, has a lot of those intangibles that you want in a quarterback that, uh, you know, we've certainly vetted out. So, um, you know, we're, we're, uh, we're feeling really good about, you know, Will. And um, as I shared earlier, I mean, Austin has just been um, lights out. You know, I mean, there's always, when I say lights out, I mean, there's things he's got to, knows he's got to improve on. But where, uh, where he's at as a first-year player just being here, you know, through the fall. Um, I mean, it's it's exciting to see his growth and development. 
bringing in Will when you've got Dylan sitting there. And now Dylan's kind of the portal. Can yeah. you talk a little bit about how yeah balance that out and how delicate that can be? It is. It's, it is delicate. And I think, you know, everyone knows that uh, Dylan has, uh, at, you know, gone with the portal and, that, and that's been a mutual thing that we've talked about. I think we owe it to Dylan um, and not that you owe, but I, just what Dylan's done for this program and how he's been, you know, so supportive of our coaching staff, the entire team, and in particular, Michael Penix, um, you know, Dylan, you know, competed his tail off for this job, you know, over the, la the last year, uh, a year ago. And um, when that didn't happen, um, he he never wavered as far as how strong he just was going to be with his his involvement with this team and the support and our our team loves him. I mean, he absolutely. And I think it's a really unique situation. Um, it's not one where you know I think every situation is its own individual thing. But um, in particular with Dylan, I think it was pretty easy for us to be willing to. You know, help him try to figure out what is best because this time that you have playing college football comes and goes very quickly. And so uh, we want him to, yeah, we'd love to have him here in this program, but uh, we also want his college experience to be something that he remembers. And um, just I think the communication's been there since day one, not just this year, but going back the past two years uh, and his maturity. And I think he's a guy that can – work through this as he's trying to figure out what lies ahead for him. Um, I think he can work through that and still be focused on preparing himself and the quarterback position and our entire team to go win a semifinal game. So, um, yeah, it's unique, um, but I feel like it's something that uh, just I think Dylan, you know, not deserves, but just it's something that we can entrust him uh, with this uh, with this unique situation that we're in. You mentioned it, but you're obviously losing all your starters up front in defense. And in terms of what you've done so far with transfers and high school, all that, do you feel like you've addressed that the way that you wanted to, or is there more that still needs to be done? I think, I think there will be possibly more. Um, I think we're in a good place right now. Um, but we know that everything starts up front and, um, you know, both sides of the ball. So we'll continue to just really – be selective, and I think that's what we did. We've done uh, over the last couple of years with the portal. We just don't bring in anyone and everyone. Um, there's been over the last two years uh, guys that have come onto campus, and in the end, it just didn't feel like the right fit, you know, um, and the perfect timing. And so, uh, you know, at any position, so whether it be our our end or their end, you know, and so uh, we'll continue to just really. Be flexible, I think, in all the positions, but up front, uh, there certainly is, is uh, you know, with the guys at the edges, with, you know, three guys really kind of moving on, whether it's graduation or Braylon, you know, onto the NFL, uh, which is what we'd expect, you know. Um, you know, that those those pieces and then the interior piece, um, I think we're in a good spot, but we'll never be done, I think, recruiting up front uh, on either side of the ball just with some still potential moving parts there on the offensive line and defensive line. Are there certain positions that you prefer to mostly recruit high school guys each year? Are there certain positions where you're always going to be looking more in the portal or is it, is it more fluid than that? I think uh, up front you'd prefer to, uh, I just think it's really hard to find the, the line, um, the offensive line, defensive line guys. Uh, you know, when, when you can develop the guys as high school football players, and I feel good about the five. We brought in five offensive linemen last year, 
and they're doing a really nice job growing and developing and coming along. Um, you know, and so I know that there's going to be some really good football played for those guys, for example. And I think that's got to be, in the end, the recipe for your, hopefully your entire team. Uh, living in the portal, I think, is just really hard uh, from a cultural standpoint, but also just, you know, um, continuity and, and uh, just banking on that is hard. But I think filling in pieces and needs and things like that, um, you have to do that if you want to be playing for championships. And so we'll continue to do that. But I think, I think each side of the ball, uh, the offensive line, defensive line, I think you really got to be trying to develop guys you know, and uh, putting good weight on them. And there's so much chemistry, I think, that exists up front. Uh, that's a critical to your success. Um, it's uh, a unit within the team, a unit within the unit on each side of the ball that uh, um, just really has to be, you know, I think, groomed and, and brought along uh, from an early, you know, from, from the time they come out of high school. Now, again, we brought in a couple of guys, one on each side. And we just felt like there was a need, and then we've got the right guys, and and being able to plug them into, um, you know, offensive line or defensive line. Uh, I think these guys were great fits and uh, good timing for what we were looking for. Can you talk a little bit about how you navigated the NIL situation between high school and portal guys? I mean, is there a salary cap, or is there? <laughs> There's no cap. <laughs> you guys know that. Can you talk a little bit about yeah. That? Yeah, I think um, I think it still comes down to just uh, really identifying what what it is that these guys are looking for, you know, when they're trying to choose a, a college and what their what their priorities are. And um, you know, there, I think there's a reason why you see our team fighting the way they fight, and and uh, you know, um, the, the makeup and the feel that our team has, just the vibe it has. Um, I'm super proud of it. Um, there is no doubt that NIL is becoming more of a part, and it's a part of every recruiting weekend. Um, it's, I'm, I mean, it, it's actually a, it's a cool thing. <laughs> These guys get this opportunity, and so we want to make sure that it's known that uh, those opportunities exist here at UW, and it can exist at a, on a, I, I would consider a high level. You know, it's all relative, right, uh, to where you're at, but. Um, you know, that's, it's been something as our success has happened and, you know, our, our community, our, our, our donors, I mean, everyone's just embraced it more and more. Um, it's becoming a positive for us. And, uh, but it, it is, I mean, I think you still have to identify the right people first and we're not talking about just even the talent, but just the, what do those guys want um, when they're picking their university? And, and the type of growth and what are their goals, um, short-term, long-term, beyond college, um, you know, whether it's the NFL or just, you know, life after football. Um, and so I think our guys, uh, our coaching staff has done a really good job navigating. I think that's a really good word that you use there through it and, and figuring out, you know, the guys that, uh, that fit who we are and, and who, you know, of course, we still got to have to go win football games uh, because we understand that that's, you know, what it's, it's about is uh, going out there and, and putting a great football team on the football field. How much did not signing a running back speak to your confidence at that position moving forward with a bunch of guys coming back? What was the first part you said? The running back position without signing anybody from Oh, yeah, yeah. Did you speak to the confidence that you have in that room? Yeah, I mean, that room is still a little bit log jammed. Um, and I mean that in a good way. I feel, I love, I mean, I think the guys that are there, um, and we do have, you know, Rich graduating and um, some things there, but, you know, we're still over our number. Um, at that position. And so 
Um, it's a good thing, but also does kind of limit you on what you can bring in. Um, and, you know, we'll continue to sort through that here uh, in, the, in the weeks ahead. But, um, you know, there's still some decisions made, right? You know, Dylan and things like that. So um, all these positions really, I mean, you can almost go to one guy or two guys at, at every position and understand that it's fluid. I think going back to what's it going to look like with other guys coming to your program. Um, and, and it's the, the timing of it is gets hard because I think that, you know, when you're talking about the portal and transfers, I mean, I think this window is the one where you get the stronger amount of talent. Um, you know, it seemed like that was the trend a year ago. We'll see, I guess, every year probably will be a little bit different. But, um, you know, that's, that's the piece that we just got to be ready for. And then, again, it goes back to your high school recruiting and, and getting guys in to where you're not just counting on that. And so the development of our current roster is critical, you know, for our success next year and beyond. Yes. Hey, Lynn, uh, you lost your uh, lost a player at the last minute. Is that potentially happening again? Who? With a, um, the quarterback last, last year flipped at the end. And oh, 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 you're talking about a high school yeah. signee? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think there's – I think until they're signed, you never know, right? And so, um, and, but there's also, I think with some of the situations, just uh, there's some things also just got to work through, whether it's high school or, or the transfers, just working through the, the real signing of it too, you know? So, but I mean, yeah, until, until they're, on, they're in, uh, they're never in, officially in. competitive out there, but has it been out of control with people trying to take your commits at all through the process? Oh, yeah, I think one thing that our staff has done a really good job of is IDing um, guys with high ceilings and not just looking at the number of stars they have uh, a year before or two years before they're going to graduate, um, but really, I mean, just watching like in great detail, whether it's at camps and identifying or just really getting to know these kids and what their makeup are is talking with high school coaches and and really listening, you know, to who their young guys are that are coming up or or the details about what, you know, what what fits who we are and what hey maybe we're maybe this guy is in three or four sports and you know isn't physically developed in the weight room and you know has a lot of room to grow. It could be a lot of different things, but I, I think our staff does an amazing job of identifying the talent. And so what happens then is we get to yeah, the fall of their senior year. And all of a sudden, they're showing out on the football field like many of these guys did on a higher level than many most, maybe most expected. Um, or just had to kind of wait and see it, you know. And uh, then, yeah, then, then people, you know, take notice and, you know, like, well, you know, that's a pretty good football player, you know. And uh, so, again, today's a big day because you, you got guys that you identified that you have a lot of excitement for, um, are very talented, um, and, you know, they stayed true to their commitment. And so we're excited about that. But, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's an ongoing process. I feel a lot of these guys were continuing to be sought after by other teams well after their commitment and even up until these last couple of days. You guys didn't uh, sign anyone from the state of Washington, which I'm not sure that's going to here. I know that, mm -hmm. you know, sometimes there's just not guys available or they're not looking here, whatever it is. But why do you think that is in the cycle? Uh, I, I mean, I think that our class is still a bit smaller. And, you know, there's, I mean, the numbers, the numbers piece and just trying to figure it out with the portal. Um, you know, I hate to, I mean, we want kids from Washington. And we know that there's great football that's being played here. And, 
um, guys that uh, you know we'll continue to recruit and and grow relationships with. But um, you know, I, I think I think it will be. I mean, we'll make sure there's always an emphasis, um, and we'll always want to pursue that. But um, yeah, this year that's just kind of the way it is at this point. You know, with where we're at, I don't. You know, much more to change, but I think there's also just a, it's still going to be a recruitment because maybe you don't get them the first time around, um, but then they they do leave your your state, and um, you know we'll handle things the right way always to where um, the door can be open if uh, they decide to come back. Is that is that something that's kind of unique to the last couple of years with the portal being open, where maybe you maintain relationships with prospects and or their families? That, you know, instead of maybe being upset that they now you, you know that they, you have a second chance at mm -hmm. bringing them in, is that is that something that's happened or that you've noticed since you've been approved? Maybe more with other people. I think my philosophy has always been that, you know, I mean, when 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 some when you do have a um, someone who's going to another university, um, hey, they they made a decision that they feel is best for them, and I'm going to respect that, and so. Um, you know, again, I, I, I go back to one of the comments I made earlier. This window to play college football is small. It comes and goes really fast. I hope they all have an amazing experience. Um, these guys that work really hard deserve that. Um, but I will always wish them the best. And I think just how you handle things um, does, I think, in their minds, uh, make it more approachable for them if they do enter the portal to look at University of Washington, especially if they're an in-state you know, kid, a prospect, um, and give them the kind of like understanding that, you know what, these, this is a program still that I, you know, what I do, if I did have that happen, um, that I would still look at because of how we handled things. You said Austin Mack will still be in the mix, obviously, but what are the differences, since we don't know Will Rogers as well, what are the differences between him and Michael Penix, and what are the similarities? Between Will and, or, or Austin? Yeah. Between Will and Michael? Well, they've both played a lot of football, um, so that's a similarity right there. And I think that's, you know, what Michael had coming in is just, you know, and I'd seen it firsthand, so that was helpful. Um, but um, they've got a lot of experience, a lot of yards, a lot of, lot of checks that they've made, um, a lot of big moments that they've been. So there's a lot of, I think there's probably more similarities than there are difference, differences. Um, I think the similarities also of being a very accurate passer, um, you know, and that's, you know, until you're really with someone, I think it's hard to know exactly. But you can't, it ain't just about looking at the stats and seeing that a kid's, you know, 69% and that's, you know, um, in a year or whatever and knowing, oh, he's an accurate passer. Um, it depends on what those throws are and things like that. But we feel that uh, he is accurate. Um, and, uh, you know, I feel like uh, much like Michael, um, he, you know, and we've seen Michael get out and run around. I think that, you know, distributing the ball and as a passer first, I think is kind of what they both both are. Um, very heady, um, both guys uh, that are leaders, um, not afraid to be out in front of the team. Probably more similarities than, you know, and I, I mean, Michael's elite, you know, as far as just being able to throw the ball down the field. Um, you know, he's, to me, I mean, I put him up there until someone else knocks him off is one of the best in the country, not the best, you know, I just, um, and he's who we have right now. So of course I'm feeling pretty strong about, about, uh, talking about who he is and what he's done. And you guys have all seen it, but, um, I think Will certainly has those capabilities to, you know, throw the ball down the field. I think it's just a matter of the style of offense that, uh, you're a part of, and it will be different than what he was a part of. And that will be, I don't know if, I don't, I don't know if there's a really adjustment. I think you just learned the offense and you're a quarterback, 
And uh, we teach the, teach the progressions, progressions. I think the verbiage is probably the biggest thing to learn. Um, and then the nuances of working with your, your skill um, and knowing how they run routes and just spending a lot of time, you know, uh, throwing in the spring and the summer. Um, and just, you know, that's what those guys did with Michael. The receiving core just spent a lot of time. And um, he, he can envision and knows when a guy came out of his break different in practice than when he normally does it in a game. And, you know, you know just uh, talk that through. So I think, there's a, I think there's probably more similarities than our differences. Um, but, you know, each guy is his own guy, you know. And, and uh, there will be certainly things that we work with Will. And as we figure him out um, when he's on the field, we'll, we'll tailor around him. You know, I, I think when we were going through this a couple last year, a couple of years ago, we were trying to figure out between multiple quarterbacks, does the offense change with different guys? The offense doesn't really change, but I think there's the ball ends up sometimes in different spots because of who the quarterback is. Even though the progressions, the reads, really should be the same. Um, sometimes the alert throw, a guy takes it, and he versus another guy not taking it, and. Um, maybe a little peek at a deep ball, you know, versus another guy doing it, uh, you know. Uh, so maybe a little more risk versus, you know, a guy who doesn't take as many risks. So, well, you know, we'll see as we go through. Um, and that's the exciting thing about coaching is we get to, you know, the next challenge of figuring out um, how to tailor our offense around a new quarterback. You know, Michael will be, you know, moving on. But we're going we're gonna to enjoy these last moments with Michael here while we have him. So... With uh, the Mississippi State connection, how much of an impact did Dylan Johnson's season have on getting Will to consider this place? Uh, I'm sure there are some that that there was uh, as far as Will um, hearing Dylan out and understanding what we were as a program and what the staff was like and the players. Um, I think from our end, it was also us asking Dylan, you know, what's what's Will about, you know, and. Just, I mean, he raved about him, you know, and, and I think a lot of times from a player's perspective, it's like, yeah, he's a baller and this and that. And, you know, I think the toughness and the grit and those type of things are probably what they feel along with just, uh, man, he's a good guy, good dude, good leader. A lot of things that, um, you know, just uh, Dylan, you know, shared with us. I mean, we'll do the evaluation of what the film looks like and what his talents are, but, uh, and, and, you know, Dylan, talked about that a little bit but there are some things that he shared with us that uh, gave us a lot of confidence uh, in Will you know and why we pursued him. With uh, Dylan helping maybe a little bit um, getting Will is how much can we anticipate Will helping you and keeping Dylan here? <laughs> we need that don't we? <laughs> um, yeah I don't know I mean I think every guy's got to make the decision for themselves that they feel is best and so um, I think building people around you helps you feel better about your chances of coming back or what that, you know. But in the end, I think each guy's got to make his own decision. And we want what's best for Dylan. And, you know, we're certainly working through that process with him. And he's, um, I think a lot of the thing, again, timing. These guys right now, coaching staff and players, are extremely focused on the rest of our season right now. And that's, um, it's not like, again, we're just playing in a, in a bowl game, um, any bowl game, we're 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 getting ready to play a, in a chance for a chance to go to a national championship. So, as much as I think there, you can't help but think about it a, at least a little bit, um, and that's the reality of it. I think there's also a lot where it's just like, man, just just focus and be in the now, be in the present, and um, it makes it hard for us a little bit building our team for next year. But also, hey, you know, we'll take take 
what we're at, what we're going through right now um, and continue. It's only making us, you know, more attractive, attractive for any guy out there um, that maybe, you know, would be interested in looking at our program. People are going to ask about a contract extension until one's done. <laughs> any update on that? Sure? Just, I, I just want to say the university, Troy Dannon, are, I'm just so appreciative of what they're doing. And, you know, I think one thing that I think there's just kind of in good faith, I talked about the players going through what they are. And not that you can't do multiple things because we are working through that um, with the contract. Um, I just think that you, um, I think that you were so focused on the recruiting and you were focused on the game planning and, and I'm not saying it's not typical, but I think a lot of times things like this are done before or after the season or, you know, um, in the off season. But um, I just can't say enough about how I feel like Troy and the university are making it a priority. And so, um, you know, it's it's been good uh, and it may feel like it's getting elongated and uh, that pressure should not be put on them. Um, it's just right now we're in the moment and uh, we're working in great faith, good faith with each other. Um, and I'm appreciative of what's going on and, and the direction it continues to go. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts.